Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Firebrand Barbecue does it better than anyone else. Why? Because they're the immortals of the barbecue. Online at firebrandbarbecue.com.au or in-store at Arndell Park, where we're dealing with, now get this, over 550 square metres of barbecue heaven. There's a massive range of barbecues, smokers, rotisseries and fire pits. There's a cafe, a deli, the country's widest range of barbecue pantry items and, of course, their fuel products as well. Saturday is market day with 20% off all fuel products. It's the day to visit. Lift your barbecue game and check out firebrandbarbecue.com.au or call 1-800-FIRE-UP and let them know we sent you. You'll be sizzling soon. This is the weekend session. You beauty, I reckon weekends should be three days long at least, maybe even four, but while they're only two days, we've got to make the most of them. Joining us for the first time on the podcast, a legend who played 207 games in the NRL, five state of origins, the great Travis Norton. How are you, legend? Yeah, good, Andy. Thanks for uh, having me. Pleasure. Uh, What are you up to with yourself, mate? Oh, mate, just uh, loving life here on the sunny coast and uh, uh, got a transfer down with the Fireys from Mackay about five years ago. So, um, yeah, the family's all down here and, um, yeah, what, what better place to be? Absolutely. It's about to get nice and busy up here on the sunny coast. So on behalf of both of us, the Sunshine Coast is officially closed over <laughs> Christmas. Uh, make alternate arrangements. Mate, an inaugural South Queensland crusher in 1995. Do you remember game one? It was also your debut from memory. Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, some fond memories and some not so fond. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember playing Canberra, uh, who were the uh, the premiers from the year before. Uh, 94 premiers they were, so we had them in round one. Oh, brutal. And, uh, yeah, it was a, a tough inauguration, but um, – Remember Laurie Daly getting the ball off a scrum just before half time and um, pretty much run rings around me and went through and um, made an offload and someone scored. So, one oh. of their players scored. So, um, you know, it was a, a young 18 year old. It was a tough initiation, but I bet. Uh, especially coming up with, you know, against a, a team full of international superstars like, yeah. like Canberra were. So, yeah. Um, yeah, lessons learnt from that day. I can barely remember what I had for lunch yesterday. I can't remember 1995 <laughs> all that well. Your first win was against North Sydney. I'm testing your memory here. Does that sound about right? Yeah, possibly. I might have been in reserve grade that day. <laughs> <laughs> but that would have been the Crusher's first win, yeah. Time with the Bulldogs and the Cowboys, mate. I guess the appearances in Maroon Raiders are a career highlight, do they? Yeah, an individual highlight, yeah, for sure. Um uh, I suppose you can uh, put your, your league career into individual and team yep. aspects, and um, you know to to represent Queensland is something I always aspired to. You know, mm. as, as a kid, just loved watching Origin in the eighties and nineties, early nineties, and um, you know the the chance to wear that maroon jersey, mm. uh, represent your state. Um, yeah, it was an unbelievable individual experience, but. You know, part of the the team experience too of being able to to play two grand finals. Yeah, 
um, you know, you, you battle hard with your, your teammates pre-season yep. and, and the whole year, and, and that's something I hold just as highly. You'd be on a million and change in 2022 as a 13. Big, strong, good hands, good motor. The lock position from when you played to now, geez, it's evolved. Geez, it's changed. It has, yeah. I, I don't even know if I'd make the grade these days, <laughs> honestly. Um, yeah, there, there's been a, a few adaptations to the lock position. I, I suppose for me, um, and the first time I played against him and played with him, uh, Brad Clyde was probably the first prototype of the the yeah. modern um, lock who, who could possibly play front rower. Yep. Uh, you know, um, Claudia, yeah, first time I, he came to the Bulldogs uh, in, in 99, I just got a, a real glimpse of his work ethic and mm. actually how big he was. Yeah. Because uh, I, I only played, my playing weight was probably 92, 93 kilos. Was it really? Yeah. And this this day and age, you know, if, you, if you're not, well, there are some exceptions, you know, like Cam Murray and all that, yep. you know. Victor Radley's not a big, a big bloke. Mm. So there are some smaller locks coming back into the fold, but- your Tamalalo, um, Sam Burgess playing lock yeah. for a while, you know. Um, Gallon playing lock. Yeah. Um, basically, transitioned to another, a third front rower in some aspects. Yeah. It's amazing. I speak to so many guys, obviously, on the podcast and over the years. When I speak to a 13, the 13 they all mention is Brad Clyde without fail, whether it's. Uh, Jamie Feeney, whether it's you, whether it's Billy Moore, uh, Ray Price mentioned, Brad Clyde, he is the one, isn't he? Yeah, he was the prototype, I think, for the the current back rower, uh, the current um, lock. Um, Maybe not so much of a a ball-playing lock, but just a a hard runner, wide runner, um, could take it up the the, the middle of the field, could Mm. run it out wide. I remember a few times... Canberra in 93 and 94 when he was playing on the fringes and yeah. he'd make it was like another center yep. out there just as big and just as quick um yeah but I can understand why Brad Clyde comes to mind with all these mm. other guys because he's the first one I thought of okay mate you you're much of a chef uh on the barbecue or the smoker or, or do you do you leave it for someone else <laughs> no I actually leave it for someone else we had a tradition in Mackay with the fireys um before you went on holidays yeah uh, it was your turn to cook up for everyone. You had to do a cook up. Wow. And yeah, some of my, <laughs> if you spoke to a few of the guys up there, uh, yeah, they, it quite memorable, some of my cook ups, not for a good reason. Not for, not for the good no, reason. No. Uh, and it's different because at home, uh, you know, you, you might cook for four or five people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got to try and measure ingredients and, and whatnot for 10, 10 yeah. guys and 10 big eaters. Yep. Um, so it actually made it quite hard. So, um, yeah, the chefing, chefing skills aren't that good. There's nothing better than a barbecue, but you've got to do it right. Firebrand Barbecue does just that. They are the Hall of Famers, the immortals of the barbecue, either in-store at Arndell Park or online at firebrandbarbecue.com.au. A family business, Aussie-owned and operated, it's the barbecue mecca for one reason. They are the best. It's more than just the meat. It's what you're cooking it on. It's what you're cooking it with. And they've got all the answers and all the items to improve your barbecue game. In store, we're dealing with over 550 square metres of barbecue heaven. 
There's a massive range of barbecues, smokers, rotisseries and fire pits. There's a deli, a cafe, Australia's widest range of barbecue pantry products and, of course, all their fuel products too. They're open six days a week for all the info you need to lift your barbecue game. Go to firebrandbarbecue.com.au. That's firebrandbarbecue.com.au or call 1-800-FIRE-UP. The Weekend Session podcast, basically this, mate. You're the host, you're the chef. It's a get-together at your place. You get to invite whoever you want for whatever reason you want. It can be someone from sport, uh, from politics, history, any profession, any era, any country, dead or alive. So basically anyone, no rules. We want to know which eight you'd invite and why you'd invite them. Who have we got? Who's starting? First one, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal. I just love Shaq. The the personality he has, uh, you know, just the... The player he was, but also the comedic um, personality that he does yeah. have. I, I just think he'd be a barrel of laughs, and I'd love to hear some of his stories of, of playing basketball in the NBA. Um, you know, back in the nineties and early two thousands, and he's one of the um, boys, isn't he? He is. Yeah. He is. I, I've just, you know, you, you've seen him just his, his recent trip to Australia. Yep. Um. Yeah, I, I, he'd definitely just be one that would be there just for. All timer, all time. I, I reckon that'd be uh, that'd be <laughs> fabulous. It'd be Shaq with story time by about ten pm. Who else have we got? Um, my favorite comedian, Dave Chappelle. Yes, I love Chappelle's show. Um, one of the boys, Paul Rahihi, uh, introduced um, Chappelle's show to us uh, at the Bulldogs um, way back in the day. Wow. And, um, once I got a glimpse of that, you know, just love Chappelle's show. Love yep. his skits, and I. I think he's just uh, – I'd love to hear his stories about the $50 million he lost, you know, mm. um, giving up that contract uh, with Comedy Central to um, – you know, and he went to Africa for a little Astonishing, bit. Astonishing, you know, isn't it? To give – someone to give that amount of money up. Yep. Um, yeah, but if there's, if there's a dinner party, I've got to have a comic there, you know. Yeah. And, and he's definitely the one. Perfect. Uh, Dave Chappelle, who's next? Um, J. Edgar Hoover. There we go. We haven't had – uh, Jay Gahoover on yet? Uh, what's the reasoning there? Oh, who wouldn't want him? Yeah. Imagine the stories he could tell. Uh, and and this is Jay Gahoover, who's who's has to be open slather and uh, you know no holds barred. Yep. And he's got to tell me everything he knows. That's the Jay Gahoover I want. Watergate um, come l- good. Oh, I would love the JFK Watergate. Yeah. I'd love all the stories. Area 51, whatever. There, there's so many things that would fascinate me about having him in a conversation. There are so many unanswered questions from JFK, RFK, Area 51, Watergate, uh, things that even now on social media, there's groups and thousands of people on pages that still debate the facts of all those things, and we're no closer to any conclusions, Ex- but, but a guy like that, I didn't know. Yeah, exactly right. And someone who, you know, a lot of people thought, and, and they're probably right in saying it, had more power than a president. Yeah. You know, the secrets he held over everyone. Um, Astonishing. Yep, I'd love to have him there. Jay Gahoover's on the list. Who else have we got? Uh, Leonardo da Vinci. There we <laughs> go. A bit different. A bit different. A whole lot different, <laughs> yeah. Leonardo's in... 
relatively good company. But what I like about this list so far, everyone completely different. Yeah, I had a little bit of a think about it. And um, I really enjoyed an experience uh, um, a couple of years ago up in Maribyrnong. Uh, my partner's um, family are all from Maribyrnong. Yep. We're up there seeing her, um, her relatives, her auntie and uncle. And her uncle just said there was a um, uh, at the at the hall there in Maribor. There was a Leonardo da Vinci um, exhibition. I remember it. Yeah, yeah. So he took me along, and I went and had a look. I was fascinated. I loved his inventions, and um, especially while working with the fireys and, and doing yep. the the tech rescue side of it, the pulleys, and for Leonardo da Vinci to to be the one to invent the pulley system. Wow, you know, and to yeah, inventions to transport water. Um, the first prototype of a tank, uh, flying machines. You know, Jesus. it just—I loved it. I was in my element. I, I stayed there for hours just reading everything. I, I found him so fascinating, and probably not so much the uh, painting side of it. it. Was more the invention side of it, and the yeah. gizmos and gadgets. Yeah, I'd love to have a brain like his and. Yeah, especially back in that period where he was, a yeah. long, long time ago. Are we getting old? We're fascinated we are, yeah, by yeah, yeah. this stuff. <laughs> if you had asked me this list when I was uh, 20, it'd be totally different, I'll yeah, tell you. Yeah, completely. Okay, <laughs> mate, who's next? Uh, Al Capone. There we go. Uh, and the stories. Yep. I, I'm big on the mafia stories. Yeah. I, I watch it on the History Channel. And, yes. Um, I'm thinking to myself the probably the best known and the most famous gangster of all. Yep. Al Capone. Done for Scarface. tax fraud. Yes. That is yeah. um, that is just outrageous to believe that's what they got him on eventually. Yeah, they had to get him on something I suppose, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yep, but you know, if he could spill the beans too and and just tell me everything that went on. He'd be uh, able to tell you where the bodies are. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> And there'd be plenty of bodies. There would be plenty uh, of bodies. Actually something that's fascinated me at the moment with um uh, the current situation over in the states, uh, Vegas, uh, the uh, the Hoover Dam up there. Yep. The water levels are dropping so low; they're actually finding bodies in barrels and things like that for, of, of people gone missing decades earlier. The old days when the, the mafia old days when the ran, mafia ran Vegas. Geez. You know, so um, you know, not, not, I suppose not a great topic, but um, an interesting one. Absolutely, none, it none is. the least. You know. So. There, if if Hoover Dam ever does run dry, they're probably not going to enjoy what they do find. Uh, who's next on the list? Uh, Elon Musk. We've had Elon a couple of times. Mm. Um, he knows where we're going. He knows what's happening. Um, what a an amazing um, process he must go through in an amazing mind. Yeah, I, I, the reason I picked him on my list was I've got a lot of people from the past. Yep, you know. Um, I want to know about the future. Yeah. And I think if there's anyone that's got a, a good prediction for the future, mm. it'll be Elon Musk. Yeah. Seems the tall poppy syndrome exists with Elon Musk. The more successful he gets, the more detractors they want he to bring attracts. him down. Yep. Yep. It's, yeah, it's sad, isn't it? It is. Yeah. In this day and age, you know, um, social media, is, you know, a lot of people are trying to bring you down, you know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We've got two spots left, Trav. Um, these are left field, um, right out of the box, uh, Cleopatra. I would like to know what it's like to be a woman running a country, being a queen yep. um, 
in in that time period. So very, very different, I would imagine. Um, and her feats and her achievements and her place in history has cemented the fact that she was a, a female before um, females had a voice. Exactly right. Yeah, how did she keep control of the um, the, the masses, the politicians? Um, you know, I, I think her history with uh, Julius Caesar. Yep. You know, and Mark Antony. Um, yeah. I would like to know all about that, you know, and, uh, yeah, that, that whole side of it would fascinate me. I'm with you. So you got one left, and I reckon this is going to be the, the big left fielder. <laughs> I'd just like to know, I'm all about leadership. I love reading books on leadership. Yeah, okay. Um, so Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great. We're not talking about Brandy either. <laughs> Yeah, a uh, a genuine leader and another guy whose feats uh, mean that that he's penned his name into the history books. Exactly, and to be, I'd like to know how he led his troops, mm. uh, whether it was through fear, yeah, or whether it was through um, you know generosity, or yeah. just what sort of leader he was um, to be. And leader of the the world. Yep. You know, by the age of thirty three. Astonishing. Um, it certainly wasn't through experience, was it? No, no, definitely yeah. not. He was so young. He he could never had that chance to have that experience. But, um, you know, the, the soldiers must have followed him for whatever reason. I, I sort of kick myself now. Like you said, we are getting old. Yeah. And becoming captain of the Cowboys uh, when I did, I actually wish I had have done more reading and research on leadership. I uh, read yep. more books. Um, you know, sometimes leaders are born. Um, sometimes they have inherent traits. Yeah, you know, they make them good leaders. Yeah. Sometimes leaders are created too. Yeah. I think there's a, a certain blend you can you can learn. And and yep. um, Simon Sinek is a, a a bloke who's written a few books. I've been reading his books as well. Yeah. On leadership. Um, I, I I like Andrew Forrest, Twiggy yes, Forrest. Twiggy, yeah. You know how how they keep their companies running and yep. how they treat their employees. You know because so many people sacrifice their their people to keep the numbers good. That's right. You know, and I've heard a few stories about people sacrificing the numbers to keep their yep. people happy. Mm. You know, which inadvertently makes for a great company. People mm. want to work there. So I really love that leadership sort of thing. But like I said, I, I have regrets about not getting more into depth about it. Um, you know, when I was playing. In terms of footy, there's so many different and varied types of leadership. Um, you've got the the Darren Britt style of leadership, which is unite everyone as one off the field. You'll perform on the field. Then you've got you know disciplinarians, real talkers. Um, it's not one size fits all in footy, is it? It's not. No, definitely not. And probably in life in general. Yeah. Um, you know, the captains I've had, um, Darren Britt, Steve Price, uh, Paul Bowman. Yeah. Uh, they're all unique and different in their own right. Yeah. Um, you know, Paul wasn't a big talker. Yep. But everything he'd done was by example. Yep. Um, Pricey was a, a great communicator. Yes. Um, and, and Britty, like you said, was just a, a people's people. Yeah. You know, people followed him because he was such a great bloke. Thanks for your time, Legend. Sounds like a bloody good session. Yeah, yeah, an interesting one, I'll tell you. Certainly is. So, <laughs> the Travis Norton weekend session involves Shaquille O'Neal, Dave Chappelle, J. Edgar Hoover, Leonardo da Vinci, Al Capone, Elon Musk, Cleopatra, and Alexander the Great. 
That's it for another Andy Raymond Unfiltered podcast. And over summer, the footy talk just doesn't stop. It's the ultimate argument starter and Mondays is Dream Team, where a current or former superstar drops in and gives their 13. Might be best ever 13, the best they played with or wish they had, best drinkers, best looking, who knows, there's no rules, but plenty of laughs. Wednesdays, we catch up with one of the game's current players and put the spotlight on them with a collection of short interviews on a wide range of topics, both footy and away from footy. There's never been anything quite like this before, and we reckon you'll love it. On the weekend, the weekend session. Of course, you can invite any person, any era, any country or profession, dead or alive, to your place for the ultimate weekend session. Which eight do you invite and why? Our guests tell us who they've picked. We talk beers, barbecues and a bit of footy too. This is the only podcast in rugby league that speaks with the legends and not about them, and we're not slowing down over the off-season. Before you go, if you've enjoyed this edition, throw a five-star rating and review at us on the podcast app you're listening on. It's huge for us as we look to grow the brand and bring you more. Hope you're enjoying summer and make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.